0: Jehovah begins with an eye. leap from the lion's head. prove his worth. Impossible. Nobody can jump this. Ah! Indy! and you must hurry!
1: Isn't it great to know that you can walk out in faith and not fall? Amen. I want to talk to you today about something about courage in taking the next step. How many of you know that took a lot of courage? And you may say that was Hollywood, but how many of you have ever felt like you didn't know where you were going to step next? You know, a few years ago, John Maxwell, which is a, a teacher of leaders, uh, taught a series on what lessons I learned from my heart attack. Well, praise God, I'm not going to have a heart attack to teach. Lessons, but what I want to teach a lesson from is lessons from dropping my son off at boot camp And I'll bet you're already so tired about hearing about this But and it's not going to be that, uh, that much about Cody It's going to be about some lessons I learned that I believe had to do with life Because right now what I can do is just open my heart and share things that I saw with God And one of the things that, first of all, I want to thank God that we still have a government That issues Bibles to every cadet And it was awesome to see those cadets get those Bibles and sit down and start reading them. So I praise God for that. Good Bibles, too, with helps and prayers in them. So I praise God for that. But one of the things that we saw when we were there, there was about 16 guys in Cody's just in the Air Force that were uh, signing in. And uh, my wife and I and only one other parent for another young man was there. The others didn't have their parents. And we were able to go sit with them in the cafeteria and uh, while we were in there, of course, I was taking pictures, and Cody was embarrassed. But in the pictures, you could see Cody and Brother Floyd's grandson, Stephen, was smiling, and we were sitting there eating with them Well, they were eating. And uh, I was looking around at the other young men. And the other young men, you could see the fear in their faces. Some of them weren't eating. Some of them were just over their food like this and just staring at their food. Another, They had guys around them, but they weren't talking to each other. Even though they could talk, they had their hands like this. They were just staring at their food. And you could just see the fear in their faces. But yet, they were determined and they had the courage that they were going to go on and face their fears even though they had them. And I was thinking about some things as I wrote down here that they were going to have to learn to defile the odds, face the fears, overcome adversity. Embrace uncertainty, take risk, seize opportunities, and even, as many of were talking about, looking foolish. At times, you've got to be willing to even look foolish to take the next step. So to some people, you may look totally foolish at quitting a job and taking a less paying job to do what God's called you to do. But when God has told you to do it, sometimes you've got to climb the tree because I'm going to see him whether you want to or not. Sometimes I'm going to crawl in the dirt because I'm going to touch him Whether others want to touch him or not And sometimes I'm going to look foolish and take all my clothes off And I'm going to dance before God But the thing about it is, is I'm going to please God and not man And so sometimes you've got to have courage for the next step No matter what you're going through or whatever you may be facing And so these are some things of lessons we learned And I want to share this with you here about Jesus in John 18, 3-4 It says, the leading priests and Pharisees had given Judas a whole battalion of Roman soldiers and temple guards to accompany him. Now with blazing torches, lanterns, and weapons, other translation says, swords drawn, they arrived at the olive grove. Jesus fully realized all that was going to happen to him, so he stepped forward to meet them. Fully knowing what was going to happen to him, he stepped forward fully knowing. There they were. You can imagine sometimes if, you not, if you've ever been fo- pulled over by a police, you know what it feels like to see those lights come on behind you and pull over, and that one policeman uh, come up to you. You know what that's like. Can you imagine? There's Jesus by himself. The disciples have taken off, and then there's a whole battalion of soldiers, Roman soldiers and temple priests and Pharisees there to arrest him, and he steps forward. Sometimes in life, as on your bulletin, you may be getting ready to, do I want to have a child in this economy? Do I want, we have, want to have another child in this economy do I want to quit this job do I want to change jobs do I want to move many times in this life there's all kinds of situations and questions you may have and you may be thinking you know what if we do that we're crazy but when God's put a peace in your heart and there's a desire in your heart to do something sometimes you just got to take that leap of faith and believe that you're going to hit something solid when you go down because sometimes you just got to be courageous to take that step whether you want to or not sometimes you'll know what's ahead these young men as I was watching them before and after and as they were sitting around you could see the fear you could sense it They were quiet as they were lined up on that bus you could sense that You know you could sense their knees were going to buckle and everything else But yet they were facing their challenges they were facing their fears And they were going to get on that bus they get on that plane knowing That they were going to go 38 hours with no sleep being yelled at still being yelled at And everything they were going through but they were willing to pay the price because it was a dream As I was sitting there, I was looking at one of the pictures on the wall. And one of the pictures on the wall was a little boy about five years old. And he was holding an airplane. And he was holding a little model airplane plane. And and then outside of the picture was bigger real airplanes with real soldiers getting in them, real pilots to fly and you could tell that he was a child dreaming of one day becoming a pilot but to become a pilot there's a price and there's a challenge and there's fears that we have to pay well many times in different areas of our life whatever our dreams may be there's gonna be challenges maybe it's whether I'm gonna go to college where am I gonna go out of town what type of job I'm gonna do what future I'm gonna take of all these different things bombard you should I get a mortgage and buy a house uh, should we get in debt for that how about a new car what should we do about a car how about our kids going to college or going off to school somewhere all these different challenges they bombard your mind and you wonder what are we going to do how we, we need to be careful these are days we gotta be careful and you do have to be careful but at the same time you gotta realize that sometimes you just gotta take a step you gotta face your fears and you gotta get out there maybe it's about learning to forgive somebody you haven't been able to forgive or or reach out to somebody or speak to somebody about Christ or buy some a body a Bible or go to a neighbor and bring them some food or go to a job and tell somebody that you love them I don't know what it is But sometimes you just got to take that step out and get out there and have the courage to face your fears and face the things that are trying to pull you down and hold you back. Jesus stepped forward to face whatever was coming. I got an email this week when I got home. Somebody sent me an email, somebody here, and they said, Pastor, would you pray for me? Uh, We're looking at buying a house and getting in a mortgage, and I'm scared, and I want you to pray for me. All these things are real. If you allow fear to push you, you'll never move ahead. You'll always stay where you are. And sometimes you got to face those fears. And sometimes you just got to take that step and another step. And sometimes it may be blind steps, but you take them and you keep taking them no matter what. And when I was looking at those young men, I could see all over their faces as you and I sometimes have to face. Do I have what it takes? That's a big question in life. Do I have what it takes to go to school, to continue on this job, to stay in this marriage? Do I have what it takes to go to marriage counseling and walk through those doors? Do I have what it takes to face those people that are telling me I just need to give up on this situation and go home? Do I have what it takes just to do this? Do I have what it takes? And, you know, we can say, we can quote time and time again, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that helps, but I tell you what, it doesn't do it all, does it? Sometimes you just got to close your eyes and take that step and go forward. Believe God, you're sovereign, you're holy, you're omnipotent, you're powerful And you're going to meet me where, where I am And you're going to give me the strength to do what I need to do But right now I'm just going to have to face these fears And I'm just going to have to go And I'm just going to have to lose, uh, do it Not lose it, but do it I want you to read this Quote by C.S. Lewis Courage is not just one of the virtues But the form of every virtue at the testing point At the testing point It takes courage to forgive the unpardonable, or believe the impossible, or love the undesirable. Pilate was merciful until it became risky. That's where believers compromise, when it gets risky. Am I willing to take the risk? And I'm willing to keep believing and, and going forward, even though there doesn't seem to be any signs of a change. I reheard the report of the doctor. I see what's going on. I hear what's on the news. But am I able to believe that even though things are going around in this world, God is still able to provide for me and my family and meet my needs and continue to be with me. We commit to what is good until something changes. I believe that speaks here in Romans chapter 5, verse 3, 4 through 5, three, uh, 5, 3 through 5. I'm sorry. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials For we know that they help develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. We can have courage and we have to have courage to grow and be mature into the deeper things of God. How many of you remember, I remember when the first time I jumped off the high diving board, uh, we were at a family reunion in Texas, and I remember that that diving board, I went back home and told the kids that the diving board was 50 feet, but I really believe it might have been 10. (laughs) But it was in the deep part of the pool, so I went ahead and put my flippers on because I didn't know what what to expect. Mom and dad, nobody was there, it was just me and my brother in this pool, I hope they had a lifeguard, I don't even remember. remember. It was just scary enough. How many of you remember? It was scary enough just climbing the ladder. Anybody with me here? Remember when you climbed the ladder? But because I had my frog feet on, I couldn't climb back down. So I went ahead and got up there. And then it was that board that looked real big from down below. Now that board looked like it was like that. I remember walking with my frog feet to the end of that thing. And my brothers over there were looking at me. I ain't doing it. He didn't do it. He didn't swim. And so I got to the edge of that thing, and I decided I ain't doing this. But I couldn't walk back. I had frog feet, and that board looked too long and too narrow. And I remember I finally, after a while, got the nerve up, and I jumped. Do you remember the jump? you remember your first jump? you remember the day you got married? <laughs> remember the day... You went and applied for that job and started that job, went to, do you remember the day that those car salesmen, I hope there's no none here right now. Oh, there is. Sister Gail's here. Well, Sister Gail, I'm sorry. But do you remember them car, car salesmen? They keep you sitting there three hours going back and forth, and they bring those papers, and there's a bunch of papers, and you don't understand it all, and you don't know what it all means. And there's a bunch of costs that you didn't know what those costs mean, and they're telling you to sign all those papers. You remember how, jump, how that feeling was? And your mortgage, remember those pile of papers? Yeah, I hear some people say, oh. Your kid graduating. All the different things, getting married, going off. Steps that you got to be courageous in taking. Because life is not going to be easy. And if we're not willing sometimes to take a chance and just jump out there, sometimes we'll just never go forward. And how many you know we got to grow and we got to mature? John Artburg said... God has an extinguishable habit of asking people to do what's scary. How many of you ever felt that way? It says in Ecclesiastes 11 verse 4, He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards clouds will not reap. How many of you know that if we wait for the right time when everything looks good, sometimes things won't come? And just because the economy, just because the world is in the condition that it is right now, doesn't mean that you're going to go under when it seems like everybody else is going under. At these times when there seems to be huge challenges, we're going to take those challenges with the voice of the Spirit and the wisdom of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit within us to better take those challenges and continue to move and continue to be successful and continue to be blessed, even in the midst of a trying time, because we're not from this world. We're in it, but we're not of it. We're from above. Amen. So we want to see here. Larry Loudon said, he, "Listen to this. This Larry Loudon is an expert in risk management. Listen to what he said. Everything is risky. For what, is, for what it's worth, every year, a half a million Americans visit the emergency room for injuries sustained while falling out of bed. A half a million Americans. Injuries by falling out of bed. Don't know what they were doing. He didn't say that. So you can, listen to what he said. You can stay in bed and stay asleep all day and you'll still not be safe. The greatest risk is not taking risk. Ask those in the parable of the talents. The one who went and hid his talent because he didn't want to take the risk was called wicked and had it taken away from him. Sometimes you just got to take the risk and go ahead and do what you need to do. Another quote from C.S. Lewis. Listen to this. Safe? Who said anything about safe? Of course, he isn't safe, but he's good. Following Jesus is risky, but not as risky as not following. Following Jesus is scary, but not as scary as not following. Face your fears, step out in faith, and you might just walk on water. Is that good? That's good, isn't it? You know, I I got an idea, and I pulled out my old Thompson chain Bible my mom and dad gave me when I was licensed in 81, and they had the footsteps. And when we were going to uh, MEPS to drop off to uh, see Cody Square in the other day, how many of you have a TomTom or a GPS or a MapQuest? How many are addicted to those things? You don't want to go nowhere without the MapQuest. Well, you know what? The people in the Old Testament, when they were told to go somewhere, they didn't have MapQuest, they didn't have GPS, they didn't have a compass, they didn't even have nothing written down, they were just told to go. And I want you to see something interesting here. Watch Jake do this. Look at the red. Those are all the footsteps of Abraham when he was told to get up and go. Now, how many of you would love life to be a straight line? How many of you love drinking out of a straight straw? instead of a crazy straw how many of you feel like your life looks like this sometime if you say if you look at my past this is what you see circle after circle after circle I'm gonna prove to you today in some maps of even Jesus that they even went in circles the father of faith our Savior the one who wrote more epistles in the New Testament than anybody else I didn't have time to put David up there but if you look at all their footsteps sometimes they didn't know where they were going sometimes they went back Well, Jesus knew where he was going because he had to but the others didn't they just went in circles and you can see there they just, they just sometimes it looked like what am I doing in life but yet they continued going forward and Abraham had this scripture in Hebrews 11 verse 8 by faith Abraham obeyed say that with me obeyed when he was called out to go to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going. He what? He went out not knowing where he was going. Now, there's something interesting I want to share with you, because when you walk a life of faith, and the Bible says five times, the just shall walk by faith. There's something very interesting. In Acts chapter 8, there's a story of Philip. And Philip was having a revival, and the Spirit of the Lord said, and you can read it there in chapter 8. It says, the Spirit of the Lord says, go south. Go south to the desert. Go to the abandoned place. The Bible says that Philip went to the desert. He obeyed and went to the desert place. Left a revival. Left people getting saved and healed and delivered. He left there and went to a desert place. And all of a sudden here comes a eunuch uh, 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 the, the, from Ethiopia. The treasurer, the financer, the Wall Street of Ethiopian queen. And he was coming by on a chariot. And the Lord says, now I want you to go join that chariot. And we got on that chariot. He, he saw that he was reading the book of Isaiah. Started preaching to him. The Ethiopian received the Lord, got baptized in water, then all of a sudden Philip was taken. He was translated in the spirit, and all of a sudden he was walking into Caesarea. Chapter 10. Peter's on the roof taking a nap, fasting. He has a dream. Three times a sheet is let down with unclean animals, and the Lord says, I want you to eat. He says, oh, Lord, we're not, we, I can't eat that. We're commanded not to eat the unclean thing. He says, don't call common what I call clean. Then he woke up out of the trance of the dream and the Lord says, now there's three men coming to get you. I want you to go with them. Can you imagine, you know, I'd be saying, Lord, why? Where? Where are we going? You ever had kids? Where are we going? Just shut up. Why are we going? Just shut up. But, But why? Just shut up. Are we there yet? Well, listen to this. I never saw this, I never put this together, you probably have, but isn't it amazing that Philip was told and led to a desert, not knowing why, why am I going to a desert? Saves one guy, gets transferred to Caesarea, and then in chapter 10, Peter is told to go somewhere, he don't understand why, guess where Peter ends up going? Caesarea, because Philip had already prepared the way for Peter to come and have a revival And preach the gospel for the Gentiles to receive the Christ. Many times you don't know why God has led you the way you've gone. Maybe he didn't lead you there for you. But maybe he led you there for somebody who's coming behind you. Maybe you don't understand why you lost your job. You were important to that company. But maybe God had you there to prepare for somebody coming behind you. Now he's got another place for you to go prepared for you. Sometimes we don't understand exactly why we go through what we go through and why we go to the places we go to. You may not understand what you're doing from Pennsylvania to Pineville. They both start with P, but I know that's not what you hear. You may not know, you may not know why you're from New Jersey, New York, and you're doing it in Pineville. We didn't understand what we were doing from Argentina to Pineville. But all we do know is that God sent somebody ahead of time, which was my dad, to prepare the way for me to come with sometimes 8 to 14 people. And then last Sunday we were over 600. So somebody came and prepared. And then somebody else came behind. Why? Because the Spirit of God is orchestrating everything according to His purpose and His plan for His perfect will. Now, praise God. Praise God. Now, Abraham, just, he just didn't quite understand. And, and uh, Abraham law said, growth often means giving up a simpler and easier less, uh, life in exchange for a more demanding, more responsible, and a more difficult life. And with each step, we step into the unfamiliar. How many of you know that's true? It says in Zechariah, uh, well, some, th- there's a quote there by George Bernard Shaw. Some, me- some men see things as they are and ask Why? I dream of things that never were, and ask, why not? Hey, is that good? I ask, why not? You say, I'm never going to get through this. Why not? What's going to happen there? Why not? God is about ready to do something great. Amen. I want you to see this here. Zechariah 4.10. Does anyone dare despise the day of small beginnings? They'll change their tune when they see Zerubbabel setting the last stone in place. He was called to build a temple that nobody else thought could be built, but he built it. The Disney creator wrote, A raging fire begins with a mere spark, and the tiniest spark of an idea is no small thing. Even if born upon a tattered edge of a paper napkin, it it may very well grow up to be the size of something special. Everyone who has taken a shower has had an idea. It's the person who gets gets out of the shower, drives off, and does something about it that makes the difference. Watch this. Guess who this is? Moses. Can you imagine Moses spent 40 years in the desert looking at the backside of sheep? He probably thought he was going to die that way. I'm going to take care of sheep for the rest of my life. 40 years, every day, every day, every day, taking care of sheep. Go and find water. Go find grass. And all of a sudden, one day, God appears in a burning bush and says, guess what? I want you to go back to Egypt, and I want you to confront Pharaoh. Now, he probably thought he was going to take care of sheep for the rest of his life, but all of a sudden, he never thought in his life he'd ever confront Pharaoh. Now, God's saying, I want you to go back and confront Pharaoh. I'm going to send plagues, and I'm going to use you to free my people. Now, if you look here, it looks like they just—they didn't go very straight. The, the, I mean, 40 years, it says they wandered in the wilderness. They wandered in the wilderness, but they were led by God. Sometimes God will lead us to some wilderness. Sometimes we'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death just to know God in a more dear way, and that table that would be prepared for us on the other side is greater than anything we've ever experienced before. But don't you know that time Moses ever wondered, is God ever going to remember me? How about Esther? She ever thought she was going to be a queen? Or David ever thought he was going to end up being the commander of the armies and kill the giant? Look at this. These are the footsteps of Jesus. These are the footsteps of Jesus. Now you may look back at your life and you see the different places you've gone, the jobs, the homes, the marriages... The relationships, the churches, the friendships and you may think, boy, my life is just a bunch of zeros, just a bunch of mistakes, just a bunch of things. But think about it is, is that you've got to know that even though maybe you have gone a lot of trails and you've gone off the trail and you have gone to the left and you've gone to the right, maybe you've gone in the ditch a few times and the ditch, the view from the ditch is not what you really wanted to see. God is able to put you back on the trail. And even though your life has not made any sense, and even right now, maybe where you are right now doesn't make any sense, you've got to have the challenge to step forward and keep going even though things may not look inviting as far as your future goes and you've just got to keep on trusting and believe in God. Now look at this. Look at Paul. If you study his maps and there's about four of them in the back in the Thompson chain. If you study the map of Paul there was places Paul wanted to go and he would go, and all of a sudden, a crowd, a mob would grab him and beat him and bring him outside of the city or chase him off to some other place. He was determined to go somewhere. He would end up going somewhere else, and he couldn't understand. There was times he was prohibited from the Holy Spirit three times to go to different cities. But he wanted to go, but yet God would change his plans. And you would see the life of Paul, going different places. And on, one time, his, his desire was to go to, to go to Rome. And so he gets on this ship, and he, he's on this ship, and they're going to Malta, I mean to Rome. And all of a sudden, the south wind starts blowing and the ship blows apart and they all start falling out and pe- jumping out and it looks like they're going to die and, and and paul's holding on to a piece of driftwood and i'm sure he's wondering you know god said nothing's going to happen to us but then why did the ship fall apart and my life has been nothing but a bunch of circles and not only was he shipwrecked he finally got on the island they're going to build a fire guess what happens a snake bites him i mean when is these things do you ever think when are these things going to stop happening snake bite hurts shipwreck is not fun these things don't make any mistakes. You said, you're going to guide and leave me in perfect peace. But right now, my life is a mess. I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth. I'm trying to warm up. I'm trying to find some type of comfort in the midst of my trial. And then a snake's going to bite me. And it was all, listen to this. It was all to meet a man who had diarrhea. The king of Malta had diarrhea. And he's thinking, wait a minute. The ship's falling apart. I'm supposed to be in Rome. I'm on this island. I'm preaching to these natives. I'm building a fire. A snake's jumping out at me. He's biting me on the hand. Lord, what am I here for? And here comes this man and says, I know why God brought you. My daddy's got diarrhea. He says, well, that's the ministry I always wanted. <laughs> I always felt that was the call of God, that he was God was going to lead me to minister to people who had dysentery. But he took the step of courage. He stepped on. And a revival came to that island. And the people of the island gave him gifts of money, gifts of jewels, and gifts of gold. And he brought it with him, loaded down with goods, that when he got to Rome, he was able to pay over two years of rent and hard servants while he was on Rome. Why? Because he didn't go straight to Rome. He took an understandable U-turn, desperate accident, something he didn't understand, to Malta, and God provided all of his needs there for over two years. Our God is control even when we don't understand it. Amen. I want to show you this. Sometimes when you don't know what to do, you just got to hang on for dear life. And you got to hold on to that driftwood. And I couldn't find a picture of Paul with driftwood, but I remembered seeing this picture in somebody's house. And sometimes you got to just hold on all the time. you got to hold on to the cross, even when you don't understand it. I said I was going to mention the Williams a little later. We read in Romans 5 that you have to endure because endurance builds character. You can know somebody. You can say they're good Christian people because they smile, they're in church. But you know people by their character. Brother Williams had an accident a while back, and he, uh, about three weeks now, I guess, and he hurt himself real bad, uh, so bad that the, the brain got loosed inside of his skull, and he was in the hospital over two weeks, blood pressure over 200. He was in there just for a few days, and all of a sudden, they get news. Uh, their son and da- daughter-in-law and grandchildren's house burnt down to the ground and the car in the garage, lost everything. So he's in the hospital, and... She doesn't know whether to tell him or not Because his blood pressure is already way over 200 He's been in the hospital for a few days Until they get news That their house has been burnt down totally to the ground A few days after that The daughter-in-law is driving the car uh, Two days maybe And she totals their their SUV Now they get the news That the SUV has been totaled You know what Brother Ray does? Oh praise the Lord That's what Brother Ray does Oh praise the Lord God saved their lives. Nobody got hurt. Sometimes you got to grab a hold of the cross. And sometimes the current will take you where you're not expected. Sometimes the current will take you away from the destination you want to go. Sometimes the current will take you where you wish you would never had went. Sometimes you get someplace and it is so hard and it's so difficult. Like when my wife and I would go to the mission field... We could only afford one-way tickets, but boy, if we could have had two-way, it would have been great. And you get there, and you think, I didn't sign up for this. Lord, this is not what I heard those preachers on TV say I can get. They promised me a Cadillac, and I got a bicycle. Lord, I, I thought I was going to be able to go to Hawaii, and Lord, I can see now I'm going to New Mexico for a mission trip. Lord, I thought you were going to bless me with this type of job, and Lord, I got this type of job. I thought you were going to give me this type of ministry, and I have that type of ministry. I thought you were going to give me this type of family, and I thought this was going to meet all my needs, and I was going to be so secure, and my new mother-in-law and father-in-law was going to teach me treat me different than my last one, and these are worse, man. They're, they remind me of the wicked witch of the West. I don't know how I'm going to survive through this. And all you can do is hold on to that cross, and the currents take you, because the currents take you where your character can be built. Because we're so interested in where we're going. God is going to get you where you need to go. But God wants to make sure you are who you need to be before he gets you there. What's more important about where you're going is who you are. The most important thing about your life is not where you are, not how good you got it, not how everything's worked out for you. But I want to hear your story. Of who made you the strong person that you are. the person of integrity that you are. It's great to hear about all that you accomplished. But I like to hear what the Holy Spirit has accomplished. When you were crying and nobody else saw. And when the word of God was working in your heart. And building character and integrity. Stepping out in courage even though you know. You know I. Pastor. I've been here for a while. I'm ready to have a a job in the church. I want to help. I've been hurt at the other churches where I was. And. I, don't, I guess I'm going to get hurt too here, but I'm just going to have to take the courage and step out and trust God. I have to finally learn. It's not my eyes upon man. It's my eyes upon God. Amen? So I want you to, get you to give you just a few more scriptures here. It says in Proverbs 16, 9, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our what? He determines our steps. Well, that is good. He knows how painful, how difficult it is. Let, let me just... read this to you right quick in 1809 he was born into poverty in a one-room cabin 16 by 18 in 1816 his family was evicted from their home and he had to work to support them in 1818 his mother died in 1831 he failed in business in 1832 he ran for the state legislator and lost in 1832 He lost his job and wanted to go to law school but couldn't get in. In 1833, he borrowed money to start a business and was bankrupt by the end of the year. He spent the next 17 years of his life paying off debt. In 1835, he was engaged to be married, but his sweetheart died and his heart was broken. It was devastating to him. In 1836, he had a total nervous breakdown. He was in bed for six months. In 1843, he ran for Congress and lost. In 1849, he sought the job of a land officer in his home state and was rejected. In 1854, he ran for the Senate and lost. In 1856, he sought the vice presidential nomination of his party, but lost, had less than 100 votes. Less than 100 votes. In 1858, he ran for the U.S. Senate and lost again. In 1860, Abraham Lincoln was elected the president of the United States of America. How I many you know that when sometimes life seems the hardest... You become the hero that a nation or a people are going to need. You wonder why, Dad? You've gone through what you've gone through. It's because you're going to be the backbone of your children and your children's children to continue in America. That need strong, courageous, faith-filled men and women of God. Goes on to say, "What does not destroy me makes me stronger." Lincoln lost 40 pounds while he was office in office. He hardly slept. When his son died, he became incoherent and could hardly discharge his duties. Year by year, his laughter had grown less frequent. The furrows on his face deepened, and his shoulders stooped. His cheeks were sunken, and he suffered from uh, chronic indigestion. And his legs were always cold. He could hardly sleep. And there was always a look of anguish on his face. What made him survive? It was in his speech when he came back to the presidency. He says, I now leave not knowing when or whether ever I may return with a task before me greater than that which rested upon Washington, President Washington. Without the assistance of the divine being who ever attended Washington, without the assistance of the divine being, I cannot succeed. But with the assistance, I cannot fail. I don't know, but those may be of some of the most profound historical words our country has ever heard. A sense of destiny... No matter what we feel, like Paul, just hang on a little longer. Romans eight twenty that is why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives, look, look at this, every detail in our lives of love of God is worked into something good. Can you trust God about that? Where you are today, can you trust that whatever you're going through is God is going to work it into something good for your life? It goes on to say, 1 Corinthians 9, 26, So I run with purpose in every step. Say that with me. I run with purpose in every step. I want you to stand please and just bow your heads for a moment. And I ask you just to remain seated for just a few more minutes. Not seated, it's just quiet for just a few more minutes. I'm sorry. Just want you to close your eyes You may be here today and You may have quit trying You might have given up hope You might feel deep inside of yourself Why do I even try to continue My life has been nothing but A bunch of zigzags And nothing of my life has ever made Any sense But God can take that He can take the zigzags of your life And you're, where you started from. Maybe you got fired or laid off. You're going through trouble in your marriage. You're thinking about marriage. You're going through a midlife crisis. Maybe there's different things in your life that are just pulling you down. You feel like you don't have the courage to take the next step. Maybe you're facing a new job. Maybe you got your resumes out there and you're believing God for a new job. You don't understand why you are where you are right now. Maybe the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years have not made much sense Why am I in this place? Why am I still going through what I'm going through? Is anything going to change? How can I have the courage to face another year? If that's you, this word was for you to encourage you And I want to pray for you If that's you, I want you to raise your hand Okay, I see the hands. Yes, I see those hands Oh, I see the hands I see all those hands I need the courage to go on in life I pray not, but if you're fighting thoughts of suicide, you you would just have a death wish. You wish something would happen, an accident. Something would happen to where you would die because you don't want to keep on living. If that's you, I want to desperately pray for you. If you're fighting suicide, would you raise your hand? Christian's praying. Christian's praying. Anybody here fighting suicide? I won't embarrass you. God bless you. I see that. Anyone else? Raise your hand and put it down quickly. Anyone else? Anyone else? I want to pray for you. I won't embarrass you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Over there. God bless you. I s- okay. Anyone else? Raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Help me. Help me. Anyone else? Just Christians pray. 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 This is so important. This is so important. This is about lives here. Lives. 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 Now head and close your eyes and let me pray Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ Father you see the hands of those who raise their hands Right now especially in the area of suicide Holy Spirit you spoke to me at this moment I needed to address it Because Father you see the thoughts And you see the heart patterns Of those who contemplated taking their life Or wishing that something would happen to where they would die Father I come before you and I lift up those Who raise their hands in obedience to the Holy Spirit And because you saw it and because you spoke it, you were able to deal with it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus and by the authority of that name, I bind the spirit of all death wish, suicide, hopelessness, wanting to die, feeling that life is over. Life has no meaning. Oh, I pray in the name of Jesus right now against every lie of the enemy that would attack their emotions and their heart to try to lead them down a path that they would try to self-destruct or desire that something would destroy them so that they could get out of their misery but I pray your mercy and I plead your blood and I pray the power of the name of Jesus over each and every one of them and I take the authority and the keys and I bind that spirit of death wish that suicidal spirit that lie of the enemy that life is worthless and there is no future I take authority over that lie now in the name of Jesus and I break the stronghold off of their mind I break the stronghold off of their heart and off of their emotions I bind it and I break it through the authority that's in Jesus name and Lord I pray for those who raise their hands who need courage to face their tomorrow who need courage to take the next step even though some of the last steps have not been so successful I come against the spirit of failure and I come against shame and embarrassment the embarrassment because of the tough spots they find themselves in The embarrassment over past failures and mistakes Lord there are no failures in you Your children are not failures I pray for their heart that it will not fade Lord I pray for those who feel like they've had snake bite I pray for those who feel like their marriage or their job, their home, their finances Is as that ship, it's broken in pieces And they're holding on for dear life I pray that you Father, the God of all comfort You're in control Of what they're holding on to which is the cross Which is your promise I pray that you will bring them to the right place at the right time And you will maneuver And you are sovereign enough That even when we make a mistake You are sovereign to get us where we need to go Even though we cannot see how to get there We may not have the understanding We may not see everything now But we know that you see all things And that's why we trust in you And our faith is in you That you are big enough And sovereign enough To get us where we need to go. Just along the journey, you're developing something in us that we cannot even see ourselves. So, Father, I pray that you build character. And sometimes, character can only come through certain shipwrecks, through certain problems, through certain situations, so that we manifest the glory of God and you receive the praise. Encourage hearts and minds of those here today, that they may be strong in you. And without doubt, know that you will take them to their place and the purpose That's in every step. Give us the courage to go beyond our fears. Give us the courage to be strong. Regardless of what we've experienced in the past. Give us the courage and the faith to believe. That you're going to cause all things to work towards our good. We pray and we ask this in Jesus name. Your head is continually be bowed. Your eyes closed. There's somebody here today. The most important question that I have for you today. Is whether you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And your life is his. Don't leave here without getting your life right with Christ Don't leave here this morning, this service is for you right now To get your life right with Jesus Don't turn Him away He's the only thing that you can hold on to that will keep you from now to eternity He's the bridge He's the one who made a way out of hell into heaven for all eternity But you must receive Him You must invite Him into your heart as your Lord and Savior If you're here today and you need Jesus into your heart or you need to come back and rededicate your life to Him, would you please raise your hand? Anyone here today, would you please raise your hand? God bless you, sir. God bless you. Anyone else today? You need to receive Christ or maybe come back to Him, surrender to Him again. Maybe there's a young person here today. You know you've got to surrender. You know that you don't know what to do with your life and you've got to give it back to Him. You need forgiveness of your sins, whatever they may be. If that's you, would you please raise your hand? Anyone else? Would you come, sir? Would you come? Over here, another hand. Would you come please? Would you come? Over here, you raised your hand. Would you come and receive Jesus? Come and get your heart right with Christ. Would you come, sir? Over here, would you come please? Would you come, please? Would you come please? Jesus. Jesus. Someone else had raised their hand. Would you come? Would you come and get it right with Christ? Come, come. 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 Oh, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Christians, pray. Come. Come right here. Thank you, Jesus. Come. Hallelujah. Come. Come. God bless you. I want to get it right with Jesus today. Come. Come. Come and stand right here. Come stand with us today. Come stand with us today. Anyone else? Anyone else? This is my day. God bless you. Anyone else? anyone else God bless you God bless you God bless you oh hallelujah anyone else today anyone else I want to get my life right with Christ I need forgiveness of my sins this is a wonderful thing happening right now this is sovereign this is sovereign the Holy Spirit has talked to these lives today is the day of salvation if you're here today you could also give your heart to Jesus anyone else Anyone else? Take the step of courage and come up here. Take the step of courage and come up here and give your life over to the Lord. Anyone else at all? Hallelujah. Will y'all look at me for just a moment, please? God bless you for coming up here. Today's your day of salvation. You ready to surrender to the Lord? Give it all to Him. You ready? Jesus, take over my life. Take my life. I want you to put your heart, hand on your heart, and I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. Just say this out loud. Come over here by us. I know you're saved. I know you're just getting it right. We're just all getting it right. Let's all put our hands on our heart. Let's just get it right before the Lord right now. Just pray this prayer with me. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. I am sorry for not living for you. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I receive your blood that washes and cleanses me right now. Thank you, Jesus, for coming in my heart and being my Lord. And my Savior. Thank you, Father. I am saved. I am forgiven. I am cleansed. And I am free. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord praise. Welcome to the family of God, my brother. Bless you. Bless you. Welcome to the family of God. Bless you. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Bless you, young man. God bless you. Hallelujah. Proud of you, girl. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give let's give God another praise. Let's sing for what He's doing. Hallelujah! Let's praise the Lord. Well, listen. Tonight is water baptism. We're gonna be here at six o'clock for water baptism. Make sure you're here. Make sure you hug a neck. Tell somebody that you love them.
0: And brother Jake, you
1: dismiss us, please.
0: Father, right now we just come before you, Lord, and we ask God that. Lord, there would just be a release of a spirit of courage and boldness, Father, right now over every heart, every mind, every life in this room right now. God, I thank you for these that have made the step today, Lord. We praise you. We glorify you for it, God. And today we say, Lord, that this is your day, and we give you all that we have, Lord. And as we walk out our lives, as we live our lives, Lord God, we're going to take every step in faith, Lord, knowing that you are leading us and guiding us by your Spirit. We praise you, we glorify you, ask you to bless every family, every person in this room. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We still have a few prayer needs, prayer requests if you want to grab one before you leave this morning.